edit it. No big deal. So, uh, getting myself situated. You know, high comfort. <laughs> that is. Yeah, no, uh, sorry, oh yeah, sorry uh, about the confusion. By the way, that 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 is uh, comfort. All about what uh, what podcasting is about, sir. Yeah, man. Have you seen just how lazy people are with this stuff? Like, at least we don't offer a video component, right? No. And if we did, I mean, I'd be like, no. <laughs> we have to have this looking proper. Like, uh, yeah, I watch uh, some uh, some sketchy stuff uh, out there, personally. Um, that's just like, yep, I can just tell you're wherever, like... Uh, I, I, I do want to snazz this place up before it is video ready. That is for sure. And that is yeah. on, on the list for, uh, things to be done in the, uh, in the very near future. In fact, yeah, that's fine. You know, I've, I've already got like my, my plan for it, like what I can do, but it's not going to be you sitting here with a microphone block and half the screen with a wood panel wall in the background and then me just lounging on the couch with the camera facing me in the ceiling. <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. professional. They're a profe- like a professional podcast that do that. Like a Jericho's. Oh my God, he's using a laptop camera. <laughs> like you're a millionaire, motherfucker. Like buy a separate a camera. camera. <laughs> Place it correctly. Frame it like you're on TV. You know this is your profession. You know where the camera is when you're in the ring. You know, and it's just he's just the first example that came to mind. Look at any of that ESPN stuff. If you ever watch those Talking Head shows, oh. and they're at home. Holy God, you guys know you're doing this, right? Oh, you know, yeah. They all look like it's the same situation with them, where they're just on their laptop camera. In the in their living room or something like that, and you're just like, you couldn't pick a better spot than than where you're at, like anything. Yeah, I love the guys. Like there was a, some of the people that like were in their their home libraries, it, like trying to like show how smart they are. Basically, look at all the books I own. Like, all right, cool. I mean, mine would be all comic books, <laughs> whatever novels, but but it's like, all right. At least that's trying. Like, you're trying to get a background or something. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, I just hate it. And especially, like, anything that's on television, come on. If you work for Fox, NBC, CBS, like, anything, oh. your network should be demanding something better. And your network should be getting you that equipment. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, any local news, they like, hey, let's talk to the sociological professor over at the University of Charlotte. And he's on his laptop looking down, like, okay, you guys can help him out. Put some books under your laptop so it's, you know, it's level. It's not that hard. Uh, yeah, just give him a couple of pointers before things get rolling. It's, it really shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, it's literally that's it. But, I mean, most, I mean, most people don't think like that. Like, regular people don't think like that. That's fine. But if you're in a medium where you have to, then it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I hate doing that uh, in my meetings where uh, the, for a while there I was keeping the the video camera on the right screen and all of 
the material I was talking about on the left. And I'm like, this looks terrible. I look like I'm looking away from the camera the whole time I'm talking to these people. So yeah. uh, I got myself resituated after realizing that that was probably a bad look. Yeah. It, or like anytime I have one at work, I, I don't have my camera on. But it'll be like one of these company-wide ones. And you'll see like some of the higher-ups. And they're not even paying attention. No. I'm like, turn your camera off. Like, it legitimately looks disrespectful, even if you are. Right. Or they're, like, looking down at their camera, and it's like, oh, my God, you don't have to look at the camera. Just, uh. <laughs> But, yeah, so that's just random, random nonsense. I mean, I'm not even in a bad mood. Why would I be? So, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always, uh, fun to, uh, do a, uh, well, you were ready to talk about one thing, and I mean. Hell yeah, for a third year in a row. So, like, you know, so Thanksgiving didn't exactly go as planned. Um, and uh, my brother, uh, yeah, my Thanksgiving was up. a little rough. Yeah, my brother's blowing me up, it's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, the lions had to be sacrificed. For the greater good. Because we all knew Michigan State wasn't winning Friday. That was never in doubt. Oh, but to yeah. not score again? You know, they scored 10 points against all of the ranked teams they played. And that was all against Ohio State. Oof. Michigan and Penn State shut them out. Garbage-ass school. And now they're getting a coach from the Pacific Northwest, who's probably a good football coach, but doesn't know dick all about recruiting on the East Coast in the Midwest. So, you know, anyway. Yep, yep. They did not take Pat Narduzzi off Pitt's hands, so. I guess he's staying? Uh, it was kind of funny on the uh, on the Thankmas travels. I heard the, uh, th- that was actually one of those uh, commercials that I heard on there for their college uh, station. And, of course, it was uh, Narduzzi saying, uh, no, I've never gotten been gotten a hold of by them at all. It's kind of a weird thing. Well, you know, I, I he, he's just like, hey, you know, I, I mean, I think there is a greater point of, no, I don't feel like I'm done here kind of situation. And, you know, I don't want to move on. And, uh, yeah, I don't blame him because he's, uh, despite... Uh, True, truly epically terrible year. I do think that he's in a better spot to succeed than if he went back to Michigan State. Oh, uh, yeah. But also, they beat Louisville. Pitt beat Louisville this year. I mean, I know I know, Louisville lost to Kent, or, uh, Kentucky. Oh, right. But it's like, what? Like, they were, what, 3-9 and nine this year? It was. Uh, yeah, if they lost on Saturday, uh, they're three and nine. If not, they're four and eight. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, nine, okay. n- not not a whole lot of uh, oh, difference there, really, to me. No. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. Well, this is what year two after Pickett. But uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was not great last year, and uh, somehow got worse this year. Well, you know, you tire. Put all your eggs in one basket. I guess sometimes it's recruiting. Uh, yeah. Well, it, yeah. but that I guess that's been, I think, part of the problem 
they uh, they thought the transfer portal was going to be a uh, solution at the quarterback position, and neither of those solutions have worked out. Kyoden Slovis came over from USC, and then he moved along to somewhere else where I'm sure he didn't do well. And then uh, this guy, Jerkovich, that came in that started the season – and Narduzzi defended for a while. Uh, what he was the sixth year or fifth year from Boston College. Uh, he, I, I guess he was originally from the Pittsburgh area, so it kind of made sense that he was kind of that he was coming back home. But uh, that was a disaster too. Like they, for whatever reason, have not been able to recruit a quarterback to save their lives it, it, outside of Pickett. Yeah, I think Pitt's big problem is being all right. For the one time I visited Pittsburgh as a much older adult, um, where the hell is campus? Because I know they play at oh Heinz Field. What the hell's it called now? Acrisure Stadium now. Sure, Heinz Field. So, <laughs> like, that's got to be a detraction. I know you're playing in a professional stadium, but damn, dude, that is a long distance, as far as I can tell. I didn't even sniff Pitt University when we were there. Uh, yeah, it's probably a twenty-minute drive. Oh, that's rough, man. Yeah, uh, is what I would call it up to uh, the Oakland portion of uh, of Pittsburgh there, uh, and, and that's just from a rough, I'm guessing, kind of thing. Like someone could probably tell me a, a little more proper uh, time, but yeah, it you need to drive down there. And that is a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the other problem is uh, that I've uh, been mentioned before in some of the Pittsburgh uh, papers is that there just isn't a lot of physical space to put in a full-size stadium in that part of town anymore. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. <laughs> uh, so yeah i don't know if there is anything else to tear out uh that they haven't torn out already uh or they'd have to re-tear out because yeah i mean i did go to the stadium uh old pit stadium way back in the day uh because that was yeah my first game that i a college game i went to was pit penn state at uh pitts old pit stadium and that was on campus but they've infilled that uh area because okay. that 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 was in oakland proper but um yeah now that they've infilled that area it's kind of hard to kind of reclaim it <laughs> a tad bit so well unfortunately there's always next year so, there's, oh. hey, not even a bowl game. That kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah. And then it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a lot easier next year when you got like away games with SMU, Stanford, and Cal. So that should be fun. <laughs> That's why you go to Pittsburgh to play Cal all the time. But, anyways, yeah. But no, for the third year in a row, though, man, this game was a little too close for comfort. Even though Michigan, like, they tied it at 17. And I'm like, all right, we got a game here. Then I was just going to come out and blow them out of the water. And essentially they did. Except for the fact that they've always had, they've struggled all season covering the middle of the field. And then, so what's his name, McCord, 
Little dump off passes gets gets it close. <sighs> the hell with it. Ryan Day's not a good coach. And the reason I say that is this game had a turning point in where Ohio State, I think it was the yeah, Michigan. I can't remember the exact score. I think it was 17-10. Ohio State ran the ball five, six, seven times in a row. Michigan couldn't stop them to save their life, and they made their drive look easy for a touchdown tie game. Ohio State's next drive, they just throw the ball all over the place. No. No. Like, and I know people like, like, oh, McCarthy. Apparently McCarthy's had a leg injury for a couple weeks which is why they aren't throwing the ball as much or weren't. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and he wasn't running the ball at all. But the Penn State game, Michigan realized Penn State's not going to stop us or they're not going to score on us because their offense is trash. Oh. So we'll just keep running the ball. Keep running the ball. And it, yeah. it works. And it's like, okay, you see, like, that's all Michigan would do to people. Just wear you down, wear you down. Ohio State had, had it in hand. Just keep doing that. Travion Henderson was tearing it up. And then you bring him in, and you've got, damn, that Harrison kid. Ooh. He has no – if he is eligible for the draft, uh, that uh, that young gentleman should just go into the draft. Yeah, dude. I, the <laughs> one where uh, Will Johnson basically tried to – purposely tried pass interference – because the coverage got blown. Oh, yeah. So he was covering for, I believe, the safety who was supposed to be over there. So he's running down. He's like, I was going to tackle the kid. And he still caught it with one hand. It's like, what are you going to do? So. Uh, yeah, know, he he is uh, completely ridiculous. Yeah, he needs to leave. And yeah. if they have a bowl game, I wouldn't play in that bowl game either. Look what happened to Zach Zinner in this. Snap his leg. Ugh. No. But. But as soon as Day started throwing the ball around again, I'm like, oh, this no problem. Michigan comes down. They had to start the fourth quarter, or not start the fourth quarter, eight minutes and 58 seconds. They get the ball. Ohio State doesn't get the ball back until a minute left. That's what you do. And Day's too fucking stupid to realize this. They start talking about Ryan Day going to Texas A&M. No. Thank God they hired the guy from Duke. who's going to be out of there in three years. I want Ryan Day at Ohio State as long as we can, because he's not going to he's not going to beat Michigan, and it's going to be fantastic for the next well, next year. He'll get fired after next year, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, people were questioning uh, that uh, definitely in town here uh, because of the uh, proximity of the score in this one, and honestly, even with all of the that bad stuff. Uh, the uh, one to me, one turnover to zero was what mattered. Uh, in, oh yeah, the, the start of the game with a Johnson interception. Not start; it was a second drive. Yeah, it was the second drive. So I mean, it wasn't the first thing that happened, but that was the the whole difference. Like that that flips the game right there. And uh, to me, that isn't a. Uh, a Ryan Day issue, but I could definitely. I, I guess I hadn't noticed how much they were passing in the uh, oh, yeah. uh, a- after that, uh, all, pretty much all runs drive. Yeah, 
they they then of course they had to pass to try and get down there. That was my that was no. the only disappointing part is Michigan got yeah. a little too conservative. Uh, they could have actually ended the game by wearing out eight fifty eight on the clock because they they were running different plays, like going off off tackle if you will. They were pulling guards again, getting getting yardage. That's how they were able to blow seven fifty eight off the clock. Well, plus field goal, but then they just start running up the middle. It's like, God damn it! Like, but you know, big win, obviously, super excited. And there's nothing better. There's a bar. I don't think we not a bar. There's a brewery, protagonist brewing. It's next to Sugar Creek here. They are an Ohio State bar. They are an no. officially sanctioned Ohio State bar. No. So they have, I think I've told you about this, they have giant blow-ups of, like, Brutus the Buckeye. Uh, it's like some, not Bucknuts, uh, Buckeyes. Like, blow-up oh. Buckeyes. They have flags all over for game days. <laughs> uh-huh. There's nothing better than coming back in town after watching it with my dad and seeing nothing outside. It's a funeral. This year, they actually forgot to take one of the flags down because it was windy, so it actually bunched itself like around the pole. But you could still tell what the colors. Oh yeah, yeah, and ah, uh, it's so great. And just seeing like the Ohio State people at Sugar Creek after, because of course I'm all the Michigan stuff, which I have to watch because why we're doing this on a Tuesday. Got tickets for the old Big Ten championship, so. We're hitting the road Thursday night. Uh, oh yeah, we'll do that off uh, off mic. We yeah. will no, we will not do the Indianapolis uh, <laughs> preview. Uh, should anyone want to uh, have a travel guide there, but uh, the oh. uh, the the stunt granny audience is is welcome to hit uh, hit me up for uh, <laughs> brewery advice. Although I do, I, I I've talked about most of them on the uh, on the podcast here through beers. Uh, yeah. so, uh, cause I think I got beers from most of the ones that I'll end up suggesting and, and reviewed nice. them on the podcast here. Well, I got a few written down cause I was doing like some of my own stuff, but you know, where we're staying, we're actually staying downtown so we can just walk to the game and all that stuff. So it'll be fun. We'll be there Friday, you know, hopefully and bum around to see what's going on in wild woolly Indianapolis, Indiana, everybody. So, uh, yeah, fun place. Yes, but I did make it home in time to catch Survivor Series. Uh, you know, I, I was impressed that uh, I caught wind that uh, Mr. Uh, Curmudgeon uh, Punk was back in the WWE, but that was it. Like, I didn't hear any results. I managed uh, over the Thankmas vacation to uh, only know that about the event. And quite frankly, I was fooled for part of the night thinking uh, because Randy Orton was nowhere to be found that I'm like, oh, are they pulling a swerve here and CM Punk is going to be the fifth member of this team? Uh... So that was a thought in my head because I did not know any results and did not catch it on time. But uh, yeah, that 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 part did not happen. 
I was with you. But then I just start thinking, like, how does that make any sense? Like, he has no history with anybody. Well, good history, oh. I guess. You know, so I was like, that doesn't make sense. And they also, they didn't tell you Randy was going to be there, but they told you Randy was going to be there. Uh, yeah, it and was. that's like blatant false advertising. <laughs> that was the other reason why I, that thought came into my head, because Cody Rhodes never said the words Randy Orton. And no, then everyone assumed that it was going to be Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, he he said it without saying it. it yeah. We've he got an he, apex predator on our side. I'm hearing voices. It's like, yeah, he, 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 not he, subtle. Yeah, he, he dropped a giant anvil on your head with, uh, with hints there. So, yeah, he, he definitely said it without saying it. And boy, when Randy turns on uh, old Cody, that's going to be something too, because they keep they keep ham fisting. You know, my good my good friend, my close friend, my friend, my friend. It's like, oh brother. All right, so when's this going to happen? But it just seems like it should. Uh, right? Yeah, I I would be shocked if they are not uh, enemies again at some juncture. Yeah, because I actually remember being watching here in Charlotte. Uh, it was when Cody was still handing out the bags, I think, that he and Randy were having a feud. I believe that's what it was. I remember that. I remember they were like the main event of SmackDown or something for the Intercontinental title or something like that. It was oh. weird. But yeah, but yeah, but no, like the whole show overall, I thought Survivor Series was actually pretty good. Um, even oh. like the. Not like non main events. Like Gunther Miz was better than I expected it to be. Uh, yeah that that was uh, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess I'm not surprised now seeing that uh, that that was the longest non uh, War Games match. Uh, yeah. My thing is for the War Games, I remember mostly the end. When J.D. McDonough decided, I'm just going to shorten my career and just do that stupid. (laughs) You knew it was going to be an RKO, but damn. (laughs) Randy didn't really do anything. He just kind of. I don't even know if he he slowed his momentum down, to be honest. I don't think he had a chance to, really. Like, he was coming, like, the camera angle maybe wasn't the best, but he kind of came down pretty straight, and, oh, man, yeah, I don't know how Randy really could have helped him out that much. I, I don't, I, yeah, that's just one, you're like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm not I'm really. do the thing, and you just don't hurt my arm, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, just don't kill me. Yeah. Uh... Randy, okay, listen, we we know how this works in wrestling, but what is he doing? Like, he doubled in size. <laughs> I, uh, he came out, and I was like, what the hell? And she even went, he's a lot bigger, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I I would be interested. I feel like they mentioned him clocking in 
maybe in the 230s somewhere back in the day. Uh, so I was not surprised. Uh, I believe they mentioned 250 or maybe higher than that on Raw. Uh, if he was 230, he's got to be 255, 260. He looks that much bigger. Uh, he is huge. And uh, Michael Cole said that he uh, changed up his training regimen. Did, did you not hear this on Monday Night Raw, sir? Dude, how do you change your, I, mean, <laughs> I guess you can, but how do you change your training regimen when you have a double fusion back surgery? Like, that sounds like you're not doing anything for a while. So, I mean, I know he's been gone like over a year and a half. They keep saying two years, but... I think it was. I think it was really eighteen months. Uh, yeah, I believe it's closer to eighteen than it is the twenty-four. Okay, but yeah, I mean, it's not like he was in bad. He was in bad shape, anyways. <laughs> oh no, he 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 was in pretty uh, pretty good shape. Sorry, I have to turn NXT off because this main event's awesome. In the first three minutes, oh my god! <laughs> Oh, Ohio State, Michigan's on. I'll relive the glory. Okay. So, anyways. um, So, watching it, I'm like, okay, he's gigantic. And I'm like, well, you know what? We don't really have anyone to go off of. So, you know, there's people around, whatever, the fans. Okay. He gets in the ring, and all of a sudden, Drew comes up to him, and he's as big as Drew. And I went, oh. <laughs> Drew Gallo, Drew McIntyre is not a small man. He he, ne- he never really was, but he's just a lot bigger now. Uh, yeah, he definitely uh, added some bulk uh, in between WWE stints. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He when he went off on his own path of being fired, he just got jacked, and then you know even when he was an Impact, he was big, but it no. just seems like he just got bigger and bigger. Yeah. And, He's a monster. It works. So, like, there's nothing worse than a skinny tall dude. It's just weird. <laughs> like, you, you can do something. But, but yeah, so, like, and then it's funny because Randy gets in the ring, and he's got history with Sammy, Jay, Cody, and Seth. Everyone on his team he has a history with. And it's like, he going to turn on these guys? Like, and then oh. him and Drew have that long history, and that's really about it. I don't remember him and Finn having anything really. Nothing no. Priest. No, the other guys uh, in that match were uh, were too young, really, to be yep. involved with Randy Orton. Yeah, so it's like especially Dominic. <laughs> yeah, so. Dom and definitely uh, Jordan Devlin. Or hold on, what are they calling him now? JD McDonough. JD and McDonough, that's right. Yes, yes. Who <sighs> let's just talk aesthetics for a second. Dominic didn't fit in with them to begin with, okay? And Dom, you know, slowly morphed into what he is now. So he looks like part of the group. JD's following that same path. Um he doesn't look like he fits in that group at all. It's like the Make-A-Wish kid. And it's very awkward. I, I don't know about that. I think that it's weird that he he's the only one in the group that tries to dress nice. 
to me. Like he's okay, the, okay, yeah. He's the only what one the that wears like a suit or at least a blazer or something yeah. like that. And I'm just like, you, uh, you. To me, he looks more like the the nerd that hung out with the punks. Yeah, but it was all like usually the scariest one. But no, like, okay. You speaking of that. You know, Rhea does her thing. Dom's always, like, trying to look like a, a scumbag. And then Damien's, like, kind of the suave, you know, tall dude, right? Yeah. What the hell was Finn wearing Monday? A triple extra large t-shirt? Dude, if if you looked like Finn Balor, like, at, I'd never wear a shirt. I'd wear a vest. That's it. I'm not gonna wear a trip. I used to wear a triple extra large because it was a little embarrassed to wear four. So, yeah, no. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like that that shirt. He was swimming in that shirt. Uh, it was kind of wild to see see him in that. Yeah, it was. I'm like, are they gonna reveal like it's gonna be part of the match or something? But no. But uh, and that but that was also another thing. Um, for the War Games match, no, like JD just he had his hair in cornrows or something. No, it was so weird looking. Like you're trying, right? Like <laughs> what I mean is like he's trying too hard. Uh-oh. So, but yeah. Um, performance-wise, J.D. McDonough's good. It just sucks he's so small. Uh, like he, oh. He's small with a big head, where Finn's, like, smaller and symmetrical. Uh, it, yeah, it does help that Finn is more attractive and has, like, I don't know, 16 or 18 abs, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we're kind of jumping, but yeah, like, the main event was just good. We got what yeah. we wanted. It seemed like a definitive end, right? And it's kind of like, you know, Damien lost. And then on Monday, they kind of just addressed it. It's like, all right, just let me have it. And they're like, what? Although, Rhea did give him kind of a look on Monday. Yeah, oh. So it was like, okay, well, they didn't really... It was subtle enough that you could just let it go. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad they got that out of the way, uh, at least. And I mean, everyone, like, they don't really have a lot of territory to give him grief about. Just because they've all lost some big match in their own right. You know, I mean, Finn lost his matches against Seth Rollins. So he doesn't really have much of a ledge to stand on as far as yeah. that goes. And, yeah, I mean, Dom's really uh, real bragging rights are just over NXT competition. Yeah. But, no, I I did like the whole uh, Money the Bank cash-in spot. Oh. Um, Yeah. Okay, and I think it's kind of a different topic of conversation, but Triple H does a lot of things Vince wouldn't. In this match, that would have never been brought up if it was Vince. It just wouldn't have. Like, there, there's so many no. little things that go on now that Vince never would have done. 
like everyone acknowledging, oh crap, we've got a problem here. Even Seth and Cody, it'd be like, oh, we're we're gonna team up and forget that we have this feud. That's just what Vince did. Oh, <laughs> you know, he was like, my fans are stupid. Don't worry about it. they won't remember. Yeah, and Triple H is like, they. I mean, they had this spot early with the two of them, where it's just like, come on, man, just one night, like, yeah, one night, like this. That's it. And then they didn't really, you know, it was like, okay, the hatchet's buried here, and everything was cooperative, really, from there out. And we didn't get the, which to me I felt like was uh, too much. It works sometimes, uh, but the accidental, uh, you know, attacking later in a match, like, just happened too frequently under Vince's watch, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, always. But it's like, all right, so we got all that going on. But we're spending a lot of time with the men's one. And then the match ends, and, you know, pretty dominant fashion how it ends. And Damian Priest got pinned, too. Which was kind of bizarre because they just beat the bejesus out of J.D. McDonough. <laughs> so I was like, where's this leading? I, I'm guessing that's how they get it, Damian Priest out. I guess I guess a face turns in his future? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't... He's in just such a weird spot where they haven't let him cash in but he still has a lot of time. I mean, he has passed WrestleMania. Yeah. Honestly, to cash in. Yep. Um, so he still has time, but it was that was really the most curious thing about that match, in my opinion. Because I I guess I just did not expect him to be the one to take the pin. Like anyone else on that team could have taken that pin. And maybe that's what they wanted to be like a final nod. Like these guys oh. are done fighting each other. So the guy who said he was the leader got pinned. Yeah. You know, point period, game's done. Which is, which is fine. Uh, um, yeah, and that mostly needs done anyway. <laughs> now, before we talk about the obvious, Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee, I'd like to see that again. Also, oh. do, do you think they finally found the successor to Rey Mysterio. Like, and I don't mean Santos. The only reason I say that is he doesn't look like Rey. But Dragon Lee's sure guy, wears a mask, flies all over the place. Well, that was the interesting thing about Santos is that um, I feel like the movement part of Lucha is ingrained in more American wrestling fans' heads. Certainly, uh, for me, it is. And, you know, it's not like Santos is uh, a a grounded, ground-and-pound kind of guy, but I don't think that he flies around like people think of, you know, like you said, Rey Mysterio. Like, they, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of movement in that style, and Dragon Lee wrestles more closely to Ray's style than Santos does. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. For, for sure. I mean, as soon as they signed Dragon Lee, I was like, alright. Because, you know, they've always been on the lookout for the next guy. Uh, who'd they bring in? Ultimo Dragon. 
they thought he was Rey Mysterio. Even though it was like around the time they brought Rey in, they were like, uh, it's not. Uh, he, Myst- Mystico. Nope. Another one. You know, they keep trying. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. No. I mean, it was never going to be him anyways. But uh, no. It's like, all right, are you Mexican? Yes. Rey Mysterio. No. That's not how this works. Okay, okay. Uh, we've got Lince Dorado. No. God damn, who else? What? I mean, I'm trying to... Yeah, are you trying to name all of the Mexicools? Was it the, was it the Mexicools? <laughs> well, no, 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 they were uh, Lucha House Party. Oh, Lucha House Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, the Mexicools were what, Hoovy, Psychos- Psychosis? No. Maybe? Super Crazy. Oh, definitely. Hoovy, Super Crazy, and somebody. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and it just keeps going and going and going. Year after year, Vince is like, "All right, there's another one off. Game. There's another one off. Check another one off the list." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just looking at. He, they put a sheet of Mexican of uh, Lucha Libre guys in front of him. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like a pri- mask, bring him in. Bring it's him like a, he has a prison wall with just like all of <laughs> the, the Mexican. Yep. Wrestlers that haven't made it is the next yeah. Rey Mysterio. He gets on the phone, tells Bruce Pritchard, "All right, tell number four to step forward." <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean, I'm guessing though. I mean, they put they signed Dragon Lee. He's in NXT for what a day and a half, and then they bring him up to SmackDown for a what a tryout match, basically. And I said trial in air quotes. Oh. And they're like, hey, he's really good. You're on the main roster now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's always been under that category because, I, and I know that you didn't watch this phase of, of Ring of Honor, but I caught him in Ring of Honor, and I'm like, this guy doesn't really need time in NXT. You know, like, yeah. I, th- there was nothing ever to me that said to me, you know, there have been wrestlers like that that have spent a lot of time down there or more time maybe than expected. But yeah, he, he didn't need that much. Like, he never needed a championship there. No. And that's, like, that's not, this isn't the show for this, but I do eventually want to talk about the strange process of people being champions in NXT now. And what I mean is, Roxanne Press wins the title, loses it, never gets it back. And it's like, but she's still there. Like, usually winning the title and losing it means you're going to the main roster. But they have a whole roster full of former NXT champions now. It's very strange. Uh, it, it, that is a wild phenomenon that uh, seems to be new to uh, this version. Yeah. But anyways... Um, we can't ignore the women's um, war games match. It just seems ripe that Bailey's getting the boot. You know, even though she oh. saved every single member of Damage Control and then ate the pin. Uh, I I loved that twist about this match. Like you said, like she ate the bullet for every other member of that team. Yeah. 
And like you said, like there's already been some tension there. It, it also seems like Dakota Kai is the interesting one in this equation. Uh, is she going to team with her uh, Western Hemisphere ladies? Is that correct? Like, we're Eastern Hemisphere, correct? Um, you know, since she's from she's from New Zealand, correct? Uh, yeah. So, uh, or is she going to go with uh, with Bailey there uh, when this split happens? <clears throat> that that part is kind of interesting to me. Uh, because Western Hemisphere. <laughs> Uh, they are the Eastern Hemisphere. We're the Western. Oh, okay. Had it backwards, but uh, concept uh, concept uh, uh, goes though, uh, where uh, Dakota Kai could lay, because it was interesting during the match about how they mentioned how instrumental Dakota's been uh, even during this injury time. So she could end up being with them. She could still be a lackey to Bailey or they could do a tag team I guess if they wanted to because uh, I would imagine that Dakota's been back on TV for a while she's got to be getting close to that return area is from injury like I don't know when that is supposed to be but I feel like uh, the, the more she's on TV the closer it is to her return yeah, I think it's a while still I don't think she's coming back anytime soon. Because it sounds like she blew her knee out. Uh, yeah, and I guess I thought it. it had already been about six months when she popped back up on TV. Uh, so I thought we were getting towards the whole nine-month area. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, everyone's different, too, so who knows? Uh, yeah, you yeah. Know? They, they, they have not really said much one way or the other but I, again though they did mention how important she is so that yeah. it, it, it made me curious like it's definitely one of those ones where like you said like sometimes details actually matter now and that's something that yes. again during the match was like oh interesting like you know they're really talking up uh, Dakota even though she is not active right now unless she is getting close and, you know, that's why they're talking her up, because she had that weird character going in NXT. So she can pull off a different character. So it's like, all right, oh. let's say she is supposed to like go with Bailey, but then she's kind of like, well, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why she wouldn't, because she's the one that's been talking, unless she's like the leader. And that's why she's been the liaison. It was all her plan to get rid of Bailey. Uh, oh, you know? yes. So, outside the obvious, they're all Japanese, right? Correct. Right. Okay. So, Io's the women's champion, and then if I remember right, Asuka and uh, Kairi Sane were the tag champions. They lost them, and then they got their. Then she got her ass beat, and she, you know, she was gone. Uh, yep, that is correct. Also, so it almost seems like you've got a little, you know, triple threat. 
Yep. That could be the women's tag team champions. And then you could get EO Sky on Raw, accompany her, and start all sorts of stuff. Just the three of them. Unless they need Dakota Kai to be the, the mouthpiece. Because none of them seem to speak English that well. We had this conversation last week, which no one heard. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, they could if they want to. Like, I mean, I think they speak okay enough English. But yeah, if they want to have any type of uh, long-winded uh, promo, I I think that they need a mouthpiece, and Dakota Kai could be that because she is. I mean, on top of uh, being a, a, an excellent wrestler, she is uh, very good with uh, with the old stick. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's funny because like, even it's like they're taking the three women who have accents and giving her mouthpiece from someone who has an accent. <laughs> <laughs> so just just one we can understand, and it comes off a little better. But I still don't understand why we can't just get subtitles but whatever yeah, oh i know that like the people in the audience won't see it but they do have usually a tv you can just look but i guess you don't want the whole crowd looking to the left right or right so <laughs> every, every everyone's staring up at the titan tron at least that though would oh yeah titan tron i thought you meant like the scoreboards they usually get sucked into the ceiling uh yeah well at least that way, it would look like everyone's looking up at the ring, in a way. But, you know, it's it's successful with Nakamura, and he comes oh. off far more natural now, so why yeah. not? And especially when uh, Asuka starts going crazy. <laughs> you know? And then, okay, real quick. It was last week that EO Sky went nuts on somebody. And she was just speaking straight Japanese, right? Uh, yes. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, she was swearing in it, but in Japanese? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, so. Yeah, hey, uh, why not? Uh, I feel like uh, you can just speak a foreign language and not get censored in the U.S. I don't know if they have enough... Uh, foreign language correspondence there to uh, to flag such matters. Yeah, why would you? I mean, uh, that seems like a lot of work to figure out. <laughs> and especially, yeah. like, uh, I'm not sure uh, even with the WWE audience who, how many people are actually familiar with Japanese to uh, be able to catch such things. I think someone was even doing that in, like, Mexican as well, or Spanish. I mean, I'm not sure what the right term is, but uh, I guess if you live in Mexico, it's Mexican. Uh, oh, yeah. And, I mean, that one seemed... I feel like that's common enough that maybe that one might be a l- little harder to get <laughs> get away with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, there's a very significant Spanish-speaking population here uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah that watches wrestling by the way so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that 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 one's not gonna slide under the radar at least with uh more of a u.s based audience yeah but yeah but that match was good eo did her i like how everyone's making a big deal out of it eo did that at war games before for nxt where she put the trash can over herself 
Oh, yes. She'd done that already. They're making a huge deal out of it now. Um, yeah, I mean, good like, good for her. Like, I yeah. I mean, I do feel like she still kind of had something of a lackluster championship reign, and uh, a moment like that helps out. Yeah, and then the other thing, yeah, oh yeah. Well, even Rhea's title reign's been kind of lackluster. Uh, but he, it's getting better now. I mean, she's defending him more, so that, that helps. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The problem with hers, though, is she's miscast. No one wants to boo her. Oh, no. When she's so. by herself for those matches, everyone's cheering. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, she was definitely getting the... She definitely got the the victor's cheers after pinning Zoe Stark at Survivor Series. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because poor Zoe has no character, so... Uh, they're trying. Like the plucky upstart. Yeah, they're 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 trying. She's kind of the bad girl who gets to hang out with Shayna and work off of her a little bit. I guess the real test for Rhea will be when it's finally her and Becky Lynch. Uh, oh yeah, I mean that that has just been high entertainment. Them keeping Becky Lynch away from Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And it's like now, what do you do? <laughs> you don't give that away at Royal Rumble. So, uh, oh no, this is something, something, or I don't, I don't, one, I guess one of the other, they brought back enough women that, uh, you know, not that it's gonna, not that it's something that I would look forward to, uh, and probably not you, but uh, you can run Nia Jax at, at Royal Rumble if you feel I'm like going that ball. route. I'm sorry. She's still not good. There's no way around it. There is no way around the fact she's not good. And that's it. She hasn't injured anyone, at least this is so far. So we know of. So, <laughs> but I mean, but even that stuff, like you know, it happens. And yes, I guess it happened to her more often. But yeah, it's just not good. And it like. I give her credit. She has everything that they want in a bigger woman wrestler. She's not ugly. For a big woman, she's got... Does this make sense? Sleeker curves? Uh, It's not falling all over the place like my 600-pound life or whatever. You know? uh, She... she, I I do think that she has uh, definitely trimmed down from where she was. Okay, I thought that was just me. Uh, yeah. I didn't really I, say anything. I, I, I knew that... Well, I thought that we had <laughs> made fun of it previously, whereas... But I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can tell that... She had said that she was working on it uh, before coming back because I do feel like she had kind of popped up uh, more on... Uh, Twitter slash the X, uh, right before her comeback, and uh, yeah, I, I now I'm I'm definitely inclined to go. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Like she's not as big as she used to be, and I do think that that's probably helpful, at, at least a little bit, to be a little more mobile for these matches. Because, uh, yeah, I'm just. Because I'm not a fan, like it's hard for me to get into her. 
So, uh, but I do think that she's been better. And, you know, with the win over Zoe, that was the one reason why it kind of, uh, you know, came into my mind is, is her at least being one person that can waylay, uh, Rhea. And I, I guess, could you run her and Shayna again? Maybe. Is Did they ever have an actual feud? I thought Shayna just hurt her and then she got released. Oh, you mean Naya? Yeah. Oh, oh. you thinking Rhea and Shayna? Yeah. They'd have to build Shayna up, which just seems easy. But yeah, I. The problem is no one's gonna believe that they're gonna beat her. Oh, like yeah. It's, it's it's like the Gunther problem. Like Chad Gable's the closest that we've come to thinking legitimately Gunther's gonna lose. Uh, yeah, and that maybe took another step forward uh, with him making Tazawa and. Otis, the tag team this week. Yeah, I noticed that too. So you know, but, if, but also that like even Tozawa cracks me up. The dude speaks fine English, <laughs> and they've got him doing like what? What was the jelly roll thing? Like it, it just confused the shit out of me. Like I don't I, know. And like everyone just really thinks that his uh, a jelly roll really sold that dance for Tozawa. <laughs> They're, they're they're like hit him with the nasty or whatever, and everyone reacts to it, even including a great. Was he a Grammy Award winner? Have I ever told you my jelly roll story? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, so we went to it was called Carolina Rebellion. It's a metal festival. Oh, yep, and it was great. They don't do it anymore, unfortunately. Well, we went Sunday, and we had invited a little, so we got there early, and we, it was at a lull. We really didn't know anybody, and we're like, well, it's a jelly roll. It's packed. It was off one of the smaller side stages, but it's packed. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll check this guy out. It's kind of weird, or I'll check them out, thinking it was a band. Oh. So, get up. We're, we're sitting there. And this guy's like, you guys ready for fucking Jelly Roll? We're like, all right. I mean, yeah, I'm ready for anything right about now, man. Let's go. (laughs) I'm in a music festival. Yes, I'm ready for music. And this old black dude walks out on stage. I was like, oh, cool, blues guitarist. All right, this is going to be great. And then a guy gets on a turntable and starts, you know... DJ and Scratch and all this, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, you guys want to hear some Skinner? I'm like, what? He's like, we're my Jethro Tull fans. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what the hell's going on. And of course, I'm not exactly in my right frame of mind. So I'm like, I really don't know what's going on here. And all of a sudden, like the beat kicks in, this enormous dude comes out on stage and starts rapping country lyrics and I just turned like is this a fucking joke there were people singing back I was like you've heard of this (laughs) and you know me
me, I'll stick with some. I just, I, you know what? I'll give it a chance. I turn to her. And I go, I want to get the fuck out of here right now. She's like, you see, I'm like, yes, this sucks bad. Okay. And we went and did something else. Years later, this guy's selling out like PNC. I'm like, that guy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, evidently, uh, I, because uh, I, I, that man seems to be everywhere because I saw him somewhere else recently. I don't know if he was in an NFL game or some shenanigans like oh that. Oh my God. Let's not talk about people singing at NFL games. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus I, Christ. I, I, I was not oh, going to bring that up. <laughs> oh my God. That's called PTSD, dude. Oh my God. Ow. Okay, look, real quick. We'll get to CM Punk. Don't worry, everybody. But so the Lions are sucking some major ass on Thursday. They're like, hey, here's Jack Harlow. Who? Sure. Oh. Uh, and, then, yep. and then all of a sudden, he comes out of an Amazon Prime sale set, mumbling. He's got some other guy dressed like he's ready to go on an expedition who doesn't say anything. Then he starts walking over a white tarp. And I'm like, it's just, what is this bargain basement stuff? And it was just bad. Like, I'm not even criticizing his music. I thought it was boring, but that's the whole genre. It's boring. Uh, And then you turn on Dallas. Again, it's not, I don't care about Dolly Parton. (laughs) They've got a stage, smoke machines, lights fireworks, all this stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Dolly uh, Dolly was doing it up uh, there in, in Dallas. I could not believe the difference in halftime production. It was like the local high school spent all their money just to get Jack Harlow. And they had like the homecoming committee hurry up and whip up a set for him. Oh my lord! Oh, anyways, but yeah. So yeah, the old jelly. Uh, roll, so. Yeah, jelly roll really sold for Tazawa. Is it, yes. it, it is really where is that? And then yeah, I mean jelly roll very involved uh, in Monday Night Raw. Really, in general, well, can, this week. Yes, but then can we just talk about the other big return, which? You watched? Did you watch the Ruffles commercial, or did you fast forward it? Uh, no, I did not fast forward it uh, because I, I I was trying to get other things accomplished while watching Survivor Series. That was a legitimate pop when our truth showed up. <laughs> it popped me on the couch. That crowd was loud as hell. People loved that man. And there was a, a the social media engagement over this Survivor Series returns was just wild because Triple H did one of those uh, they posted on Instagram is it Instagram Reels I think oh, yeah. the, showing how old I am um, but. It was uh, Triple H going, hey, uh, we need to talk about that re- big return. He's like, how about the return of R-Truth? Yes. 
And I'm just like, like, immediately I yeah. am liking this. He said, didn't he even say he's a treasure or something like that? Yes. And he's exactly right. Like, long gone are the days of Ron Killings. Long gone. Bad guy R-Truth, long gone. <laughs> this, he, I'm, I'm not trying to like, make this a bigger deal than it is, but it is. He gets paid pretty good to be this goofball that he's not in real life. Oh. Like, like last night, I legitimately laughed. Not The Jelly Roll stuff was pretty stupid. But when he's backstage in, oh, by the way, Judgment Day's clubhouse? Come on. Let's not call it a clubhouse. But, uh... Yeah, they've been calling it a clubhouse for a while, so I mean... And, but he goes, I'm, I'm in. If you guys need your fifth member, I'm in. He goes, truth. That was last night. He goes, oh, did you guys win? And then he follows it with, how would I do? <laughs> That's awesome. And <laughs> I, but I did say, if they wanted to get Judgment Day over as bad guys, they should have attacked him. Uh, oh. Because that would have got the crowd fully against them. Uh, yes. Because our truth is a treasure, anyone attacking him at this point is 100% a heel. So, yeah. Yes. No, that guy, I don't want him to ever go away. I mean, I, I, there's been rumors like he's like not on a lifetime contract, but like he was one of Vince's people and he's never going anywhere. And nor should he. Like, you can make money just showing up and doing these goofy things? Yeah. Good for him. Uh, yeah. He is definitely on the uh, sports entertainment bandwagon. Yeah. You know, and and as he should be. That, I mean, I can't believe that this R-Truth really started with Jimmy, didn't it? Is that yeah, what... Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy, like... That because our truth has just been this complete goofball since the little Jimmy phase, and I mean the guy has reinvented the gimmick and like still stayed in the same genre, and it's just like I, it's been a work of art. Like, because I mean, I I don't even want to look up when he started doing Little Jimmy because I'm going to feel entirely too old. That man has probably been doing that gimmick, that crazy gimmick, for like a decade now. Yeah. Hey, and let's not forget, he main evented Survivor Series with The Rock and John Cena. Hey, so, he... he's been at the top? He he can slide in. I don't think, I don't know if he can now. Unless he, like... Oh, yeah. Do you remember who was the wedding? Reggie and uh, Dana Brooks' wedding. How he saved uh, that? Yes. I could expound or espouse about Ron Killings' R Truth forever. I didn't like it at first. Like I still think what's up stupid, but oh. it's gotten to be so old that if he didn't do it, it'd be weird. Oh yeah, you know? that yeah that. Man, it, it, yeah, it's kind of like the Jericho thing where I'm sometimes I don't think I'm into it, even though the crowd is into it. 
but yeah, like he's kind of at this point grandfathered into being great, even with yeah. that, where it's just yeah. like it has been a thing for so long. Like, how do you not just go with it at this point? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just, oh, and even like the ruffles thing. Uh oh. Excuse me. Um, even that ruffles ad. He's like, Archie, where'd you come from? He goes, Dog, I've been here the whole time. What? And then they just go away, the crowd's cheering, it's like, that makes no sense. What? Not- it's him. It makes perfect sense. Yep. It, it is uh, always a lot. If our truth says it, uh, wow. everyone just accepts it yeah. and, and moves and, along. And I know we should be talking about like Becky and Charlotte, but cool. They made up in the ring. They seemingly seem chummy at the press conference. What do you want to hear? That? We don't know any uh, details, or about how great our truth is. We can just reminisce about that. I'd much rather talk about our truth because at least it brings a smile to my face. Uh, so, the only other thing that I'm gonna say about the women's match, if you want to bring something else up, like yeah. <laughs> since, since you went there, uh, I was very happy uh, that uh, I know that I think it's Chris and I kind of joked about. Oh yeah, because I only, we only did the one show last week too, because Thanksgiving. Oh, um, we did two fucking shows. Oh no, we did one show. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, um, and we just talked about how Shotzi seemed to be the woman tagging along with three former champions. Uh, they gave her some spots in that match, and I would, and, and that's the best that. Yes. Shotzi has probably looked on the main yeah. roster. And, um, uh, you know, obviously she has some obstacles in her way to get a, a, a championship reign even at this juncture. But I'm like, okay, this, that felt like a possible start of her actually being a real contender. Because, like, they brought her up and I think she faced Ronda Rousey, like, right after she got onto the main roster. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god! Like, yeah, like that's just a terrible spot to get put into. You know, like you're not gonna win that match. No, and the 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 one spot that really stands out for me is Kyrie Sane trying to kill her with the trash can lid. Oh. I was like, oh my god. Like, was there a miscommunication? Because that, that broke her open. Uh, there was yeah. a big blood stain on the mat. You could see where she was bleeding because she kind of like rolled off to the side and they were cleaning her off. Yeah, Shotzi uh, was the only woman that looked like she was in a War Games match. Well, they they showed uh, Eo Sky after, and she had like a welt on her forehead, I guess, from the trash can. Um, but yeah, yeah, essentially yes. And then just mainly oh. bailing everybody out. Like everyone showed out. They were bo- both War Games matches were good. The the undercard or mid card was good too. That was fine. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the Rumble. You've got your mid card matches. They're there to fill time. Oh, so and they yeah, did successfully. I, 
Honestly, like I'm looking at the runtime and I'm like, oh, no wonder I blew through this thing. Like it was only really an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sometimes that's fine. That's fine for a premium live event. Doesn't need to be three hours. No, it doesn't. But let's get to the end and then the big news, obviously. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, alluded to, but not really talked about. Right. So you or, knew he was coming out. Yep. Obviously. So when you're watching live, and they're like doing the long shot with them, like uh, posing in the ring, and then it's like, well, they're really kind of focused on Randy and like whatever else is going on, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I guess not. And then <sighs> the uh. You know, copyright crest comes up in the corner, and I'm like, all right, but Triple H does this stuff, so let's see. And that copyright crest stood there for a while. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, maybe this is actually it. Okay. And that music hit, and I just went, no fucking way. I know it was supposedly a foregone conclusion, right? He's coming back. I never thought that. Uh, oh. I was like, okay, it'd be great if he did, and it'd be, you know, witnessing history, really. You know, we don't get to do that very often. Oh, right. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, we both know what happened, like, not, you know, knowing what happened. Him and Triple H hating each other. Him walking out. Him suing. Him going cold. Like, you know, constantly bad-mouthing WWE. Let's not forget when he showed up in AEW, he was bad mouthing WWE at well, the press conference in AEW. Bad mouthing WWE. And you forgot. Well, I mean, you did forget the interim where he kind of half worked for the WWE, but not actually just worked for Fox oh my Sports. God, that's right, he worked for Fox. I totally forgot about that. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like okay. It's not going to happen, especially not knowing someone that you go, well, this is just how how it's going to be. That's how he is, you know? No. And they couldn't come to an agreement, which I totally get. So when that music hit, it was like 10 years of no fucking way. (laughs) But then they delayed him walking out. That music's going, the music's going, and I'm like, they're just fucking with us. And all of a sudden, here he comes out in a plain white t-shirt, and I was like, holy shit. This makes no sense. And I am totally down for this. He didn't do anything, except the one, you know, the one goofball yelling Chicago all the time. Fucking losers. But... Uh oh no! I thought he only just uh, tapped the watch and yelled "clobber" in time. Well, no, he got near some guy, and the guy's like, "He's like, who owns like whose city is this, or who runs this city?" And some guy was like yelling "Chicago" all the time, no. unless they cut it out. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, he's doing that, and then it was just so surreal. I was already pumped. Michigan beat Ohio State again. I was pretty excited. The show was good. Yeah. And at the end, they gave us more history. Like, wow. I mean, 
It's and this isn't Vince. I, the guy, the guy he quit over, or you know, the guy he butted heads with. They don't like each other. The guy that fired his ass on his wedding day. That's the guy that negotiated his return. Like, we got to get our head around all this stuff. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Triple H was in charge then? No, he's the guy in charge now. Oh, I right. Guess, uh, I guess yeah. it was Triple H's. Like, I don't know if I'm getting this wrong or not, but I always thought it was a Triple H's call to send the paperwork that he was fired. Uh, oh. On his wedding day, and Vince was covering, saying it was a clerical error, which is a hilarious clerical error, Vince. Oh. Uh. And then, like, shortly after... I did not realize was, Triple H was uh, involved in the uh, in, in the firing, I suppose. Supposedly. You know how it goes, dude. <laughs> like, that was like, well, this is what happened. Okay. But again, there's, you know, enough animosity, real-life animosity. And from all the stories we heard about, Punk keeping grudges. Punk doesn't do this. He doesn't forget. All right. And then shortly after the show... There's a picture of Triple H and CM Punk doing the finger point <laughs> on Twitter. Like, what? Where are we? Uh, yeah, it it is surreal. And then, uh, I mean, I've kind of been back and forth with CM Punk. Uh, it was was not terribly a fan of how, you know, the, the end at AEW uh, went down there. He seemed like a bit of a jerk-off, uh, <laughs> to be completely honest. I, yeah, I was listening to, like, Figure 4 Radio, whatever they call it on YouTube. It's back on YouTube again. And they were saying when he was first showed up, everything was great. When he got hurt and he came back, that's when he was, like, miserable and just a prick to everybody. Oh, so, I don't, I don't know what you know, obviously don't know what's going on there, but like something was wrong. <laughs> then you got the whole <laughs> just having enough of people, and a Jack Perry deciding to buck up. Like, listen, I kind of get it. <laughs> this weasel is gonna buck up to you. Yeah, no, no, kid, enough. And, and then it turns out Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson was the catalyst for him getting fired. That that came out today. Oh, I did not see that. So there was, you know, Tony Khan said he had a committee of people that he was listening to and like uh, a discipline committee or something like that. And I guess uh, Brian Danielson was vocal about saying, hey, we need to get rid of him, supposedly. And Daniel Bryan had, uh, whatever, Uh, Bryan Danielson had tweeted out, you know, sometimes the hardest things to do aren't aren't always best for business or something like that. And it was like a day before the story came out, so everyone was thinking that's what he was talking about. Uh, Okay. So, but, I mean, and then you hear the stories about how they're like, you know, Punk thought he was the only big star there, which if you look at the ratings from when he was there 
So when he's not there, uh, he, uh, so. yeah, he, yeah. I mean, Jericho is the only one that is close, but even he, not just from a uh, a wrestling perspective, I. I guess I don't feel like he's as out there as he was in the uh, media landscape right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he was really popular, I felt like, for a time period. And even though he has a more successful podcast than us, I... I Doesn't. Yeah, seriously. Fuck. Um, but... Anywho, um, you know, I, I, I guess I don't feel like I hear him doing collaborations with someone on a TV anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because was he doing stuff with the people from Reno 911 or something like that? Like, I, I, I felt like he had kind of been out there and, you know, kind of getting into things. But he just really hasn't recently. And, uh, yeah, you can really, again, I mean, I guess it's one metric, but the fact that the WWE talked about the most, uh, you know, social engagement posts ever for their company happening because CM Punk came back, like, it, it, no matter how much of a jerk off he may or may not be, yeah, he definitely gets the views, right? So I'll be curious to see what the rating is for Raw. I don't know if it's come out yet, but like the whole thing was a spectacle. You know, obviously they're talking about it at the press conference after, um, you know, Triple H doing his thing. He's like, I'm a different person. He's a different person, which is absolutely fair. I mean, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Ten years ago, Triple H's got three kids. Oh, by the way, Stephanie and the kids were in the crowd. Someone pointed that out during the women's war games match. Uh oh. They were like front row. Huh. So first time Stephanie's been around in a while. But uh so fast forward to Monday. Well oh, I'm sorry, we're skipping at, so after the event goes off the air, Seth is furious. Oh, Rio's like like, all right, not too happy, which she has no reason not to be happy. She's never there when he was there. Um, Drew. Cody's kind of like, what's going on? Drew had stormed out after the match ended. So he wasn't out there, but apparently he wasn't happy backstage, supposedly. Uh, yep. And they said that one's not a, not a work. Like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not believe you, but sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so left me with two things. Is Triple H trying to go into a work shoot now? Like, style? Like, it's kind of weird, because Seth is, like, saying, fuck you, fuck you, motherfucker, I'm going to beat your ass, all this stuff. Like, flipping him off, and like, well, that's kind of wild. They definitely dialed it back for Seth on Monday itself. Like that that stuff is definitely out there, but as far as what they've presented on TV, it's 
it's there. Uh, I mean, I think it's great. Like, I mean, yeah. some just a lot of the top guys could use uh, another opponent. Yeah, a, a lot of top guys could use a new opponent, and it is wild that CM Punk. And I know that we've already mentioned it, but the fact that that man hasn't wrestled in the WWE for a decade is a long time. You know, we've kind of mentioned it before on the pod, but most people are not John Cena. (laughs) You know, Uh, most people... He's a dinosaur at this age. Although Randy, yeah, I, I mean Randy is in that category at, at this juncture where the man's been around forever, but it's a really finite amount of people that can say that they have been at the top of WWE for more than a decade and just had this, you know, just all time run. And yeah. uh, it's wild that CM Punk had that already. And I guess he's still young enough to have another good run. Great run. I think they'll protect him more than AEW did. I don't think they're going to let him wrestle all the time. That's for sure. Because it, you know, it takes away the spark. Even Seth doesn't wrestle all the time. Uh, so yeah, that, especially after him getting hurt, but he's another guy. He looked like he he had gained some weight too. Good, you know, and especially you know he you know gets fired from AEW. No one knows what he's doing, and he comes back looking healthier than he did in AEW. He looked physically stronger, and that's good. So because you know this stuff's not <laughs> stuff's not easy. Um, but right. this was also where. Well, we had already gotten no fucks given Randy Orton. But this version of Randy Orton is the version we should have gotten from the beginning. I don't care Randy Orton is the best. Like, Punk, all right, so you know when Punk was waving at the end of the show? He was oh. waving at Randy Orton in the ring. Because Randy had taken up a chair and was like pointing at his watch. Like, let's go. I want to get out of here. And then Punk's like waving, and Randy's like, hey, I see you, like that. Like, and he doesn't <laughs> care. It's great. I mean, he, he, he puts, uh, oh, who was it, JD? In the, uh, on the ropes DDT? Oh. He goes, ha, 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 like the, like the berserker. And in DDT, so like, who is this? And he's like, well, smiling. Which is very off-putting for Randy Orton. Like, it's not off-putting; it's very awkward. Like when did he, when did he start doing that? Uh, I just always am concerned when Randy Orton starts smiling because someone's going to get injured more than likely. <laughs> well, not not smile. actually injured, like a Nia Jax kind of situation, but you know, storyline yeah, injured. Trying to get Dom through that table on Monday and trying to get him through, trying to get him through. So, oh my gosh. He tossed but, him as high in the air as uh, that extra muscle mass allowed him to. 
Well, also, like, it's still not as bad as one of the Bollywood boys. I don't remember which which one it was. When he just threw him, and he <laughs> came down like a sack of potatoes, basically. Uh, yeah, Randy, I mean. Like, I messed that one up. Like, <clears throat> Do- Dominic is one of those tall and lanky guys. Somehow. Uh, so, and, and I mean, we've talked about him packing on a little bit of muscle recently. Randy uh, could not throw him quite like a Bollywood boy. No, because those guys are five feet tall. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, Dominic is probably like 6'2 or something like that. That gentleman is yeah. fairly tall. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just want to make, we, we kind of blew over Randy Orton coming back. But it's Randy Orton. I never thought he was done. And it is oh. like, and I, he's he's had one of, and we're gonna get back to the podcast in a second. But he's had one of the biggest like public perception turnarounds of any wrestler ever. Like he was such a dick, an admitted dickhead and asshole when he was younger. Yeah, and now he's just this older like, I guess behind the scenes kind of like just grumpy. But then before the camera, having a great time. I mean, especially when you just told, like, Rhea Ripley, well, daddy's home. Whole crowd goes crazy. And it's like, okay. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone was waiting for him to RKO her. Yes, I was. And, for and, sure. And I mean, I oh, that was probably on the ill-fated uh, show that did not actually record. But yeah, Randy Orton is on a very, very, very short list of men that would have no problem assaulting Rhea Ripley. Last one was Nia Jax, actually. (laughs) Okay, so real quick, before we get back to Punk, has Randy Orton reached the level that he's not going to get booed? Or is he that good that he can get people to boo him? I mean, even that feud with Edge, he, I mean, I know there weren't a whole lot of fans, but it wasn't like he was exactly, he started getting cheered pretty soon after that. Uh, it's tough. I, I, I think in circumstances, Randy Orton can get booed. In general, though, uh, yeah, he's gotten to that point, you know, he's just OG status. I mean, we've kind of talked yeah. about it with a bunch of different people, like, I I don't even want to. I'm gonna look it up anyway just to see who when it was because that man has been in WWE on TV for an absurd amount of time. Yeah. Uh, Evolution was 2002. So it had to be like 2000. OVW was 2000 to 2002. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's, yeah. That, I mean, the fact that he is, I, and again, uh, okay, he hasn't been on for the last year and a half or whatever exactly it's been. But that's still, the man has been on WWE television for the better part of the last yeah. 20 years. 
Yeah, he's never gone anywhere else. <laughs> I, and he has no, like, there's no A, like, he doesn't, and it's probably like 300 podcasts ago, but Randy Orton does not seem like one of those people that is going to make the John Cena rock move to a straight entertainment actor situation. No, no I think he's at that point in his life. He will come in, wrestle, and go home. He's he's doing the Brock Lesnar, basically. Yeah. that That's what it feels like for me, like seeing him and reading the different stories about him. I mean, he's got, well, I guess not a new wife, but he has like a wife and kids and a, and a newer, a younger kid, too. So it's like, you know, <laughs> those Randy days, I guess, are done. So, uh, yeah, oh, just... oh yeah, the the dickhead Randy days. Uh, well, again, like I mean, I guess you can have when you have a when you're in any company for more than twenty years. Like you're gonna have phases. Uh, that's just the way yeah. that it is. Yeah, I mean, even leaving on Raw, he stopped and signed an autograph for a kid that looked terrified. In the old days, Randy probably would have punched a kid and like, you know, not punched him, but probably like spit at him or something. You know, or or given him, like, he, I feel like he liked the head bob. Like he was going to attack someone. But, <laughs> yes, the but, classics. Yes. But, but he didn't, you know, the old psych out move. Yeah. He's like, he actually said, hey, what's your name, kid? Oh, okay, signed. He's like, here you go. Try giving the kid a fist bump. The kid just like. Oh my god! And it finally did it. So it's like, yeah. I mean, in the old days, yeah, you're exactly right. People like bucked up to the kid or something. But uh, so, yeah, uh, to, to me, he Orton definitely OG. Very hard to, very exactly, hard to yeah. boo status. Yeah. Um. So to get back to the, the you know the main player of the news, what did you think of his promo? Now apparently it got cut short for time Uh, how did you feel about his promo on raw he didn't punk didn't need to say much else honestly like i mean for a guy again like we kind of mentioned the problems with triple h uh up beforehand and i mean it's pretty public record of his critical nature of the medical staff you know, like it, it, it's been out there. Cause what was that? Like that podcast was nine years ago or something like that. Yeah. Cause yeah. didn't that have its own anniversary very recent? I, you know, it's again, like it's not surprising because it is a new, really, yeah, Triple H is in a different position than he was a decade ago. Even if he was front office then. He is in a way different perch now. You know, I like, so it's, it isn't surprising that this is the time when Punk decided to come back. And I, I guess it doesn't surprise me that he called it home either. Like, he knows where he made his popularity. The man had the longest run 
with the championship prior to Roman Reigns. Like he broke a lot of a lot of records on his own. Like even under Vince, like that stuff didn't happen under Vince very much. Like I mean, that was still how popular he was. Like even Vince, who was probably not much of a CM Punk guy, really got behind him. Right. You know, like, what else is there to say about that? Like, that's how popular in wrestling he is. And it is kind of wild that someone kind of mentioned it. Cody and CM Punk were both kind of fuck you WWE guys for different reasons. Cody was more of a I was never going to make it there guy. And, you know, Punk was more of the, uh, you know, burn a bunch of bridges guy. Uh, So they had different angles, but they're both back there now. Like, it is, it is wild that that happened. It is also not surprising. Again, like, the change at the top makes a lot of difference for people. And you kind of talked about it at the top of the show. Like, Triple H just does things differently than Vince. And that has got to be enticing for people. And I, CM Punk said it at the end of the promo, uh, kind of subtly, not so subtly into the camera there, even if it did get cut short. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Okay. Th- yes. Everything's but... going to be money there. Everything. Okay. But here's the thing. Seth calls him out as being a hypocrite on the show. Because less said about that hypocrite, the better whatever else, right? <laughs> yeah. Why would he address it? So obviously it's going to be CM Punk and Seth sometime. Cool. Yeah. But Punk's promo is, you know, I'm out here and American Dream told me this. You know, it's just... It's, you know, it's just, wise man told me that. Yeah, and it bothers me to say that it's more true than I realized but I'm home. Like, yeah, this place is my. This place has been my home. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, I saw you on AEW. That's the exact opposite of what you said. And then he continues, and you know, he he does the obligatory AJ Lee thing, which was cool. Not not obligatory. Excuse me. The uh, whatever he mentions AJ Lee. That was fun. Um, yeah. Always should shout out the wife. Well, he never did an AW. Uh, oh, uh, I guess never. he didn't actually say her name. Yeah. So he does that, and it's like, all right, I'm home. My wife, yay, yay. Um, and I, I got backstage, and everyone was happy to see me. And I'm like, what? Okay. And then, you know, uh, everyone's friendly. Uh, catch up with old friends, this and this. And I'm going, this is weird. (laughs) And then at the end, you know, he he says some other stuff. Then at the end, he turns to the camera and goes, 
I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Kind of like, wait a second. That was off mic. That was picked up just for TV. Is Seth right? Like, is this guy just a liar? To where, like, I don't think it'd be that hard to get people to boo CM Punk. And WWE fans. So I'm wondering if this is actually disingenuous on his part. Uh, I think he's going to need to work if he's going to get booed. Uh, Yes. Yes. I mean, because uh, yes. even the wife was just like, they, she's one that she's just like, oh, he just needs to retire. I told her that he came back to the WWE and she's like, oh, he just needs to retire. And she doesn't even really know about, you know, all of the goings on in AEW uh, and why he's right. not there anymore. You know, like she's just like ah, he's had his time. He, he 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 can move along now. But man, that reaction! I'm sorry. Like, it, the man can it, again. Like, I feel like what uh, now? I'm like, okay, what is his age? Since I've mentioned that he's uh, young enough that uh, uh, you know, forty four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's still, yeah, 70, uh, oh, 78, so yeah, four, uh, 45. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he can still, yeah, he can still have a couple of years and, uh, you know, not repeat opponents at a minimum. Oh, I mean, we're obviously going to get a CM Punk-Seth match. We're oh. clearly going to get one him and Roman. There's no way you don't do that. Oh. If it's for a title or no title, it doesn't matter. There's absolutely no chance that doesn't happen. You know? Uh, yeah. That everyone should be fired if that if that doesn't work. <laughs> if that doesn't happen. Um, you can even do Punk and Cody. That never happened in AEW. Wait, were they there? Yeah, they were there together, weren't they? Uh, I think so. Because I know Cody like was trying to get him supposedly, and something didn't work. But but no, like I don't know. Part of it came off as weird to me last night. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm just reading into it. But yeah, I mean, and it was it was just the last line that made me go, "Wait a second, something's off here." And, you know, you're going to give him a live mic. And he's, you know, Triple H is like, yeah, just go. Well, yeah, I guess Triple H wasn't backstage last night, I guess. No. Uh, Bruce Pritchard ran the show. But it's like, yeah, I know who you are. Go out and just do your thing. Say hi. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what's he really going to say at this point that's really going to damage them? Like, Oh, yeah, of course. But then it's like, you know, everyone, not everyone. The people on the internet are like, oh, he's going to torch AEW when he gets out there. Well, all right, one, he probably can't. <laughs> that, that Young Buck stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that there are legal reasons why uh, yeah. CM Punk did not uh, torch AEW. And then, why would you? <laughs> you know? 
Oh. I, I know. I know you probably want to publicly embarrass some people. Talk about Tiny Jack Perry. Talk about those two goofs, the the young bucks. You know, I'm just using words. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, there you know, there might be. My dog. <laughs> yeah, there might be some valid targets. It doesn't do you anything in front of that crowd to right do that to them. Yeah, because there's enough people in that crowd going, "Who the hell are the young bucks?" And then also, isn't that was an old Vince rule? Don't talk about stuff that isn't going to lead anywhere. Uh, yeah. And despite the fact that Triple H is definitely a different person, I, I, I think I've said enough on the podcast. Like, he definitely follows a lot of Vince ethos as a general whole. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, th- there are some changes, but as a general whole, it's the same, <laughs> for the most part, it's the same WWE playbook that it's been for a long-ass time. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, especially with the Young Bucks taking time off, right? Now, enough people still follow, you know, there's still enough WWE internet fans that will know what's going on. So he can make mention of stuff, whatever else, right? But everyone, you know, the people who are like, well, the Young Bucks have taken off AW TV. Like, they're taking a sabbatical. All right, well, they just re-signed with the company, did they? You know, all these sort of things you can do. No, but they yeah. aren't showing up, and they won't. They don't want to work with them, anyways. So that's not going to happen. Yeah, you know. So it's like, no, you can't mention it. Like this isn't the Attitude Era, where, um, you know, Xbox gets fired, or Six gets fired, shows up on Raw and badmouths uh, Eric Bischoff and WCW. You know. Oh. That's what they did. Right. You know? And that is not what happens now. It's just not. Nope. So, they not like the environment. TNA been <laughs> showing up going, yeah, I can't believe Dixie Carter, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> who and what are you talking about? Which I guess she was backstage at Raw. So, Dixie Carter's alive and kicking. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah good for her. So, I mean, not that I expected her to be uh, deceased, but, uh, you know, have not thought about Dixie Carter in quite some time. You know what? As soon as she disappeared, as soon as she was no longer associated with TNA, I totally forgot she existed. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah good for I will her. admit that my memory lasted longer than that, but it did not last a whole lot longer. No, just really just didn't. Mm. So, yep. but uh, how long have we been going? I, mean, it's uh, like, I know there's other stuff, but. Long you know, enough the, to sign off here, sir. Yeah, the, the story is CM Punk. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. We, we we teased, finally got to, took a break, and then finally just really nailed it in the end. So I, I, I think this is fair enough. Uh I'm going to assume, did you have a bell time beer on your end, sir? Yes. Uh, Sugar Creek came out with their sugar cookie for this year. It is oh. a uh, sugar cookie-inspired blonde ale. Not as sweet as last year. Um, the staff said it was too sweet. The 
owner wanted it sweeter, and apparently the staff went out. So Blondale, 8%. It's really good this year. Um, neck and neck with lower lefts, uh, oatmeal raisin uh, blonde that they made for Christmas as well. Uh, I, I do believe that that was one of my uh, Christmas in July beers uh, this past year. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I will uh, say that it, I, I do remember it being quite tasty myself, at yeah, least the last year's version. Yeah, this year's good, just just not as sweet. So, um, I uh, decided it was finally time. Uh, Wolf's Ridge Brewing here in Columbus just had their tenth uh, anniversary, and I picked up a. Uh, 100% barrel-aged beer blend uh, like I have uh, over the last several years. Uh, so this one is uh, from the ninth anniversary uh, version, and it was the last one that I had in the, uh, in the old house here. So I will get to uh, the number 10 version. But uh, this one is... Uh, Bourbon Barrel Dire Wolf, which is their Imperial Stout. Uh, Maple Barrel Dire Wolf. Uh, Bourbon Barrel Little Nipper. And uh, the Weller Barrel Triple Whiskey. Uh, all blended together in one weird, uh, very harmonious family that, uh, that I appreciate. And uh, clocks in at a... Uh, very high, eleven point six percent alcohol. Oh, wow! <laughs> uh, their one hundred percent barrel aged beers uh, tend to be a little bit on the high side, uh, and but still weirdly tasty. And also, you can they blend it well enough that you can kind of taste all of the different. Because I'm trying to remember. I know I've had the little nipper before. I'm trying to remember what type of uh, beer that is offhand, and I'm. It's escaping me, but the uh, the triple uh, is the age in the whiskey barrel, so that does make it a little bit different than the bourbon barrels, and brings uh, brings something else to the table. And you can kind of yeah, you can taste uh, little pieces of uh, everything that's involved. Uh, so I've I've really enjoyed it the last. Uh, I feel like this is uh, the fourth year, the the 10th anniversary, I believe, will be the fourth consecutive year that I've gotten the barrel-aged uh, blend. So, uh, yeah, I keep on appreciating uh, the different uh, iterations of this uh, beer uh, year after year. So uh, that is the uh, Bell Time Beer Suggestion from Matt DeFrango11. He is at Granny Mays. Uh, the brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at uh, any other locations like Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids. Later, gang.